A national championship, well, again, with national championship implications, is hanging in the balance. Dean Leggy, Dylan Weber, Georgia, and Auburn, Deep South's oldest rivalry. One of the most uh, contentious rivalries here of late here, Dylan. Georgia um, coming into this game with two, well, three wins in a row over, uh, particularly over the Gators. That was a huge one for them, or this game wouldn't matter as much. But now a lot is on the line. I mean, everything's on the line as it relates to um, any any hope of a national championship. And Georgia does need one more win in the SEC to get to the championship game. They can do that this Saturday uh, by winning at Auburn. Yeah, I mean, this is just, I mean, this is, you know, like you said, national championship implications. I mean, everything, again, ever since that South Carolina lost each game, everything has been on the line for Georgia. And it's no different in this game. Yeah, no question. I mean, it really, the thing, I I do want to visit about this just for a second. Uh, You know, going back to 2016, every single one of the Georgia-Auburn games has had national championship implications in it. Uh, 12 and 13 did as well. But, you know, in six, Auburn came in with one loss and was the, uh, you know, needed needed to beat Georgia to keep their hopes alive. Couldn't do that. And, um, you know, the dogs the next year were blown out. Uh, that game certainly kept Auburn in the national championship hope. They would have been the first team to get to the SEC, to get to the college football playoff with, with just two losses. Last year, obviously, with Georgia and their uh, hope to get to the national championship, not losing that game, losing later in the season to Alabama in the championship, SEC championship game. This game always matters. And even when it doesn't matter nationally, like it did in the 90s necessarily, or even in the early 2000s or 2000s, uh, this, this game matters a lot to uh, the kids, the supporters. And Georgia's going to have a tough fight. They are only a three-point favorite. Um on the road, I thought that line would be a bit higher. It is flirting with two and a half. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I like Georgia in this game. I think they should win, but things can always go wrong. There's no question about that. I like Georgia too in this game, but the underdog in this game is always kind of something to be reckoned with. I mean, in 16 when Georgia played them, yeah. you know that, that Georgia offense was was horrible. that's a nice nice way to put it (laughs) yeah but uh, i mean they won the the defensive touchdown there by by mo smith um Mm -hmm. you know it was an ugly ugly game but i think auburn was a a top 10 team at that point a french top 10 team they were number eight yeah yeah and truthfully it's i I didn't think they were that spectacular then but you know it just goes to show that the underdog is always something to watch for in this game and then again in 17 when georgia went there Auburn was a, a dog again in that game. I can't remember by how much, but still, Georgia was the. They were a three point dog. They were two or three. It, it was not a lot, but it was that they were the dog. But you know, still about the same in this game. Yeah, you know, the the person from behind in this game, I feel like, is always fighting to just kind of ruin the other season. I mean, Auburn doesn't really have much. They don't have anything to really play for at this point, besides a horrific, you know, a a, super, a a bad end of the season. I should say I miss, that is what they are playing for. I miss, not have that. I misspoke earlier when I said they had one loss. They actually, they had one loss in the league. They uh, they fell to Aub- or they fell uh, to Clemson to start the season nineteen to thirteen. 
um, at home. They, they started that season with five straight home games, uh, Auburn. That, that's an amazing accomplishment alone, if you want to call it an accomplishment. They played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight home games. Could you imagine playing eight home games? Uh, that's amazing. They lost two of their four away games. They finished that season eight and five with a loss to Oklahoma, a really not not real close game to Oklahoma in the um, Sugar Bowl that season. But Dylan, they came into that year in 2016, the number eight team in the country. Um, you know, look, I, I think with this game coming up, if you're if you're the dogs, you if you play like you did against Florida, and to some degree, if you play like you did against Kentucky, you're gonna win the game. Now, it goes without saying that if you have four turnovers and play like you did against South Carolina, then you could lose to someone like South Carolina. Auburn is not like South Carolina. But one thing I do want to talk about real quick is something that we saw on Dog Post today on the message board. And I think this is, this is something that the Dog Father posted, long-time poster on the site. You know, he just took a screen grab of the wins and losses this uh, is the thing that the SEC has each week. And he said, well, what stands out to everyone? It's the entire league. Points for, points against, ones and losses. And Dylan, there are two statistical things that jump out massively to anyone who would look at this. Number one, LSU has won nine games in a row. No one else in the league has won or more, won or lost more than three in a row except Arkansas, and they're gone. Like, they fired their head coach, they're starting all over. But Georgia has allowed 57 points against them in conference play. Do you want to guess who the closest is to them? Hmm. I'm trying to think. Would the next one be Auburn? Barely. Uh, Missouri is at 118 points allowed in conference games. Auburn is at 114. So they are um, exactly half. Georgia is given up exactly half the amount of points that the Tigers have. Um, you know, Auburn has scored a few points more in conference game, but the points for you know are not so crazy out of whack. Like you know, you've got three teams. The Gators, LSU, and Alabama, who have all scored more than 200 points, Alabama scored 277 points. They could they could be the second best team in the league and not play for the championship. Um, but no one has allowed. I mean, when when you say that's an outlier for Alabama, it is, but not quite like. I mean, they haven't scored double the amount of points as the rest of the league. The clo- the second closest per team to Georgia. Has, has not even had, I mean, that Georgia is, has half the amount of points. I mean, Alabama is not doubling up the entire league. They're, they're, they're doubling up some people, but not the entire league. That is pretty remarkable. And I guess there is maybe a little bit of an outlier. The rain game against Kentucky, of course, that's yes. going to help. That, that, that definitely helped the defense, no question. But – you still have the game against Missouri. That's the shutout, and that's a legit shutout. The Kentucky one's a little yeah, fuzzy. Eh. Well, here's the other. Here's the other thing. When you look at what Dog Post, uh, Dog Father posted on Dog Post, you know, points against just for the season. 
The only team that has fewer than 100 points the entire season is Georgia, and that's at 91. Some, some pretty good defenses, Auburn, 157, Florida, 150. I mean, those are pretty good defenses. They're not in the same universe as Georgia as far as this entire thing is concerned. Number-wise, yeah. Number-wise, yeah. It, and maybe that, that also speaks a little bit to the offenses that they've played, but I think that might just be me kind of looking for reasons to – to discredit it a little bit and maybe just me playing a little bit of devil's advocate, but I think you do also just have to give straight up credit to how this Georgia yeah. defense has been, which has been incredible. It has been incredible. And and I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, the schedule that Georgia's played in the East is tougher than what Auburn has played in the West. Now, so far Auburn has not played the top offense in the conference, which is actually LSU, uh, which is actually Alabama. They have dealt with LSU. They also played Florida. So Auburn has played powerful offenses, but Georgia played Florida. And, um, you know, Georgia will deal with Texas A&M, a team that has, you know, not so remarkable scoring situation. I mean, they've, they've scored 150 points outside of conference play. Inside conference play, they've scored 152 and have allowed 149. I mean, I, I just, you know, for Auburn, it does. I mean, to me, it can, the biggest thing to me in this game, Dylan, is that this game is at Auburn. That's the biggest That's, thing. Uh, yeah, I, and I said that before the Florida game. I said Florida is going to be the best team that Georgia plays, but I think the Auburn game might be the toughest just because they're wow. playing at Auburn, and that is a tough, tough place to play. Well, now, why is it tough? Let's you know, you've been there. I've been there whew, many times. Let's let's try to describe to the listeners and the viewers why is it so difficult at Auburn? What's what's different about Auburn than um, you know other places? Well, I guess the, the the time I've been there too, they were once again the dog, and when things started to go their way, just a little bit. I mean, it gets deafening loud. Yeah. They get a lot of energy just from one slight play in their favor to kind of move the game their way, and, and they take that and they run with it. And also, with the time that Georgia plays them, it's usually pretty cold there. And not to say that that throws the game wildly in their favor, but it does change things a little bit. Um, when it's colder, you say? Yeah. You want to expand on that? I'm curious about that that part. I mean, just uh, just like how it was against Missouri, it, it does make it a little tougher to throw the ball. Um, it, it's not what Georgia, and probably Auburn as well, have prepared for all year in. You know, it, Georgia, Kirby talked about preparing in the August and just the dead heat of it. And they don't have a lot of experience preparing in the cold. And that doesn't change things drastically. I mean, both teams have to deal with it. But it is something I, I take into account, a little bit at least. It's always, you know, it's going to be strange with this game in October next year because it's probably still going to be hot. And I can count on my yeah. hands how many times this game has been played in what I would describe as warm weather. It's just not common. And often this game falls into a night game. You know, this game has rarely, rarely been played all during a, you know, during daylight. Um, and I think that you just get used to Auburn, Georgia being a, a sweater game, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think every game they've played in against Auburn since I've been here, except the. 
2017 SEC Championship game, and it was probably cold outside then, have been, yeah, sweater weather. It's been cold. You know, the other thing about, I think, I, I don't know why this just sort of jumps out to me, but Auburn, as, a, as an athletic department, does a really good job of taking advantage of sound in their stadium, whether you're talking about their band or the music that they play, um, generally speaking. They always have pom-poms out. That's something that Georgia did not do for a long time, uh, but they do now. Auburn, you know, you got to drink the Kool-Aid if you're an Auburn fan because you are vastly outnumbered. There is no there is no situation except maybe in Opelika County where Auburn is in the majority. Wherever they go, um, they are outnumbered by Alabama fans for sure. Um there are a lot of Auburn people in Georgia. Obviously, they're vastly outnumbered in Georgia. Uh, but when they get into that stadium, the cult is in full force then, man. And every and it's, t- it's tough to play there. Again, I don't know. I'm trying to describe to the audience why. Um, but it's it seems particularly loud there, man. Yeah, I think the energy that they cultivate. There, That's that exactly, able to- that is a great way to put it. They are able to generate energy just off of nothing better than I think most places in in the nation. And and not to shit on Georgia, Georgia gets really loud. Yeah. But I I don't think the stadium does as good of a job as, you know, building energy for something random and getting people as hyped up for just nothing at times. It's 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 a tough place to play, and that's I mean I think the better team is Georgia, and that that's that's clear with you know who's favored. Um, I think that you have Jake Fromm as a quarterback helps a lot. I mean he's he's never won at Auburn, but he also is a guy that um, you know he's won at a lot of places. He's only played at 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 Tennessee, excuse me at Auburn once. But he's played at Carolina and Tennessee and and so forth. So that won't really bother him, I don't think. But Georgia hadn't exactly played a bunch of road games this year. You know, Vanderbilt, that wasn't really a road game. Tennessee, you know, that was, it was a road game. It, it was a road game, yeah. It was, but, but it, it wasn't like like what they're going to be dealing with right now. Yeah, and then Florida, you can't really count either. Nope, definitely um, not. This is going to be a hostile environment and probably the most hostile environment that Jake Fromm has played in since I'm trying to think. Maybe Auburn last time? Where'd they play last year? Um, South Carolina. Well, LSU. LSU's at least... My bad, my bad. Yeah, at least as bad, if not worse. But, um, you know... It's you know it's a tough place to play. Which I don't want to over. I'm not trying to overdo it, but it is it is definitely a tough place to play, and it's and it's a it's a you know and the and the Auburn offense may not be great, but the Auburn defense is very good. Derek Brown is is a very good player for them for sure. Yeah, it's really the defense is. I don't think George is worried about the Auburn offense so much. I, I think the biggest concern is going to be with the defense and making sure that you don't turn the ball over. Because it, it doesn't matter how good the offense does. Like Kirby said, if you turn the ball over four times, you're going to lose. Yep. You're going to. 
Keep it rolling. Uh, so you just have to make sure you don't turn the ball over. you got to play extremely safe against this defense because if you turn the ball over twice, three times, you are going to be in danger of losing this game. Four times you are going to lose this game. Well, and the, the other, and so they, the other, the other side of that too, though, man, is that you know Auburn's got to possess the ball as well. And true. They, they have. There have been times uh, this season where they have not been very good at that. When you look at that Florida game, uh, they they did a bad job of keeping the ball, <laughs> and it just wasn't. It, it wasn't what you want. I'll, I'll come up with statistics here in a second, but. Uh, as I'm opening up the the screen for that, but you can't turn it over as much as they did against the Gators and expect to win. Well, in the offense for Auburn, it is going to struggle against this Georgia defense. Yeah. They are going. I mean, they're already somewhat one dimensional. Bo Nix, you know, as a freshman, plays can be made by him, but he is not a superb quarterback in this league, and. With how their offense has been, it has been run dominant and has struggled to pass the ball. And if you are a one-dimensional offense, you are going to have a mighty hard time against this Georgia defense. No doubt about that, man. I mean, that that that's not going to work. And and when you see, like, for instance, Bo Nix and Auburn kept it pretty clean against Texas A&M, and they didn't turn it over at all. And he only had to throw the ball uh, 21 times, and and they won that game. I mean, it was a tight game. Don't get me wrong, but but they but they won that game, and you know you look at their situation against you know Mississippi State. They won that game. They fumbled the ball. They lost three turnovers in that game. They lost three fumbles in that game. You're going to lose against Georgia if you do that. I, mean, I think if they turn it over twice, yeah, I, 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 I just don't. Yeah, I don't know how they win this game if they turn it over twice because that that's that's just too much. Yeah, and especially depending on where, but but Georgia yeah. will likely capitalize on those turnovers. You would think. You would think. You would hope. For Georgia, you would hope. I mean, they, they didn't so much against Missouri with that long Richard LeCount uh, interception. They got three points out of that. Well, yeah, and it didn't it didn't seem to matter very much, but those those three points add up over time as we've seen. And the, you know, Bo, Bo Nix has played fine at times, um, but against some some of these games, I'm just looking at 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 um, Auburn as we go here. You just can't have these multiple turnover games. I mean, they. And they're they're big they're in their big games against um, Oregon, A and M, Mississippi State, Florida, Arkansas, LSU, and Ole Miss. That's seven games. They've turned it over twelve times in those games. Four fumble, uh, six fumbles, six interceptions. Not great, but and, I mean, I, you know, you, you know, Georgia's going to put some pressure on a freshman quarterback in a big game like this. Like, they're going to put pressure on him at the best that they can and try and force him into those mistakes. They, but the, dude, the, I think what you said earlier is like the critical part about this. You know, what does Georgia try to do? They try to make you one-dimensional. Like, I don't know how they would make Clemson one-dimensional, but they would try. With Auburn, they're they're going to stack the box. I mean, I guess you'd call it stack the box. They're going to stop the run, and then they're mm-hmm. going to say they're going to say to that kid, "All right, buddy, you're a big deal. Let's see what you got." They'll give him one-on-one coverage. And they'll they'll force him to, to you know they'll force Eric Stokes to make plays. They'll force Tyson Campbell to make plays. DJ Daniel to make plays. And for, 
more importantly, they will force Bo Nix to make plays. Yeah, that's – see, I don't – I mean, I'm, you know, we're sitting here acting like this is – when we talk like that, we're, we're at, it sort of sounds like we're talking like it's a certain Georgia loss. I mean, excuse me, Georgia win. And that that you know that Auburn can't stick with them, I, I I'm not suggesting that, and I don't think you are either. My my global my global point is, if you want to know what's coming at you, that's what's going to be happening. They are going to come right at Auburn with, um, you know, with making that making Bo Nix make plays. He did that to beat Oregon. He made the play. It wasn't pretty, but he made the play. Like that game, it wasn't pretty for him, but he made the play, the game-winning play at the end. I think if you're Georgia, you say, okay, I mean, how many game-winning plays can you make during this game, let alone right at the end? That's what I think we'll see. Agreed. I'm putting up the Kirby Smart press conference. If you didn't listen to what Kirby had to say earlier today, we've got you covered on Dog Post. Go to the website when you get a shot, dogpost.dawgpost.com. Thanks for everybody listening. Stay tuned tomorrow, 7.30, another edition of Riding Home here on YouTube, iTunes, and everywhere else. Thanks for listening.